0: What's up, everybody? Barrett Nobel here from the Dad Fit Dynasty. A little bit of a rebrand there in case you didn't catch that dynasty bit. Um, just doing these uh, little uh, in between episodes, I like to think of them, for the podcast. Each week, my buddy and I, Jake, will be hosting Twitter X Spaces where we talk about all things fatherhood, fitness, marriage, everything in between building up strong men. On this episode we chat about staying connected with your partner, talk about authenticity, complementing each other's strengths, how important being honest in is with your communication, the importance of self-care and conflicts in different parenting styles. What's up? I can hear you. Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Nice. Sweet. So fancy joining on my laptop. Joining on your laptop? Yeah.
1: It's letting you do it on the laptop now?
0: You can join it, but you still can't host it. (laughs) Oh,
1: okay. (laughs) Well, that's fucking weird, but all right,
0: cool. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Um, I know Ben also reached out. He said he may not be able to chat tonight, but he's at least going to try to hop on as a listener, and then hopefully him being on might draw some more people, so we'll see what happens. Oh, and boom, there he is. All right, cool.
0: Mr. Black, welcome to the circus.
1: Yep. I'm going to invite you to speak, and if you want, you can, and if not, that's too cool too, but we just invite everyone to at least have the option, so, um give it another minute or two and see if anybody else joins in or not. So this was uh, the perfect topic for the week because I feel like in the last week um, it's been like the full spectrum of like the marriage cycle at my house. So it's like, (laughs) this is, this is the perfect time. We definitely had the ups and downs of, uh, you know, the marriage life for sure at our house. So, like, we don't, we don't necessarily, like, fight and argue a whole lot. But when we do, it's usually, like, we're both, like, type A personalities. So, it's, like, you know, sometimes it's, like, all right, here we go.
0: <laughs> but. Get the gloves out. Right,
1: right, right. But that's also, I mean, that's kind of what happens whenever you, have a mutual agreement to unfiltered honesty as well. So sometimes, yeah. sometimes what you, you know, you get it and then it's, it's, um it's like, well, damn, I, you're right. I did want honesty, but I don't know if I was quite ready for all that, but. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. If we could just figure out some way to remove the emotion from it, then I think it would be a lot more productive sometimes. That's for sure. Hundred percent, and I think
1: it's funny because as the older I've gotten, the more I've kind of learned to like really try to be a little bit more with the emotional part, and and not react based off that. But yeah, yeah I've, I've also said it before, man. I'm an Italian football coach, so like <laughs> I do have a temper sometimes, and I, I mean, and I do a good job of controlling it. But it just seems like whenever it Whenever I have when I have like an off day, it's like, that's when it really comes out. Like, everybody has, I think, their ways of coping with off days. And I think for mine, it's like, I can really tell that my temper sometimes gets the better of me. And it's especially like when it's a bad day at school, you know, because, you know, I mean, I I can't, I'm not going to go off on kids at school. So then it's like, all right, well, I have to figure out how to like healthily not let it all
0: out at home either, so. It also doesn't help that the person you're sparring with knows every single weakness. <laughs>
1: right, yeah, for sure, for sure.
0: And I not, mean, that was... they, not that they necessarily exploit it, but there's there's it, definitely something different about arguing with my wife versus any other person I've ever argued with that just compounds the, <laughs> the, yeah. the consequences, I guess. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think a lot of that has to do with just knowing the buttons to push, and I'm guilty of that too. Sometimes, I mean, I'm not gonna lie and say that I'm not, but
0: yeah, yeah it gets us all.
1: Well, I guess we could just go ahead and roll. I don't even know. Like, I'm bound to determine to solve this this space's riddle as far as engagement versus not engagement. Like last week, we had like 15 people come in for something that I didn't necessarily, like, not that I didn't feel good about it, but I just didn't know that there would be that many people. And I would have thought there'd be a lot more people that would come for this that maybe aren't, but
0: that's all right. Yeah. We'll, uh, we could we'll also get it figured out. Yeah, we could also start experimenting with different times, too. I think that might be one of the biggest ones. Obviously, it's convenient for us. That's why we do it now. But right. I feel like I don't, I don't really yeah. know. Just thinking right. with everyone in the States, like it's 5 p.m. on the West Coast, and that's like dinner time versus 8 p.m. Yeah. where we are, and that's like when kids are going to bed. So it's, it's yeah. interesting, I guess.
1: Yeah, we can look into that, that's for sure. Call with that as I see you popped on. Um Just so that everybody knows, We we give everybody speaking privileges if they choose to have them. If you want to chime in or ask questions or make comments or, add to the conversation feel free to do so and if you just want to be a listener that's totally cool too Barrett and I always kind of joke around about the fact that we feel like we learn at least one thing every week from someone else too which is kind of part of the goal at this point for me but um, yeah so if you feel like chime in feel free otherwise you can also just kind of sit back and listen and learn about what Barrett and I know and what we're still trying to figure out I guess.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely hoping Ben pops in just so we can hear that sweet, sweet New Zealand accent.
1: <laughs> no, that's
0: <laughs>
1: always good, too. All right, uh-huh. well, let's go ahead and get started. We got like a few people popping in now, so that's cool. So um we'll go ahead and get started. And if like I said, if anybody has questions or comments or curious about anything, feel free to hop in. But um Barrett and I were just talking like right before um, everybody started to pop in that, you know, this week in particular seemed like it was the the perfect time just because, you know, we're through the holidays now and, and we're definitely hopefully back into somewhat of a routine. And so sometimes routine can also equal complacency. And so, you know, when it comes to marriage, you know, especially if you've got kids and work and side projects and the side projects to the side projects it seems like marriage is always the one thing that kind of gets pushed to the back burner a little bit. It's like, Oh, that's well, we'll deal with that later. We'll work on that later. But in reality, it should actually be the thing that you take care of first and foremost, because it's the one thing that leads to success and everything else. So, um, that was kind of the, the thought process behind, uh, this particular topic. So, um, is there anything you wanted to add from the get go to that or,
0: you want uh, to
1: head right
0: into it? Yeah, just jump in. I mean, I've got talking points, but they typically seem to either get hit or I just bring it up. So,
1: Right. All right, sweet. So well, the first thing I wanted to talk about is, you know, just like, I mean, obviously everyone's in different ranges as far as marriage goes, but I, I feel like after, like, they call it the honeymoon phase, which personally I don't even like that term. But, you know, after you've been married for a period of time, I feel like they're in it for every couple. There is that point in which you have to it seems like it doesn't come as easily to make time for each other and, and then to also continue to build this like foundation of intimacy. And so I think it the one thing that I know I've learned and my wife and I will be married It'll be 15 years this June. So it's kind of a, a big milestone for us. Um, and the one thing I've learned is that, you know, we really have to be intentional because you know, it's so ironic that, you know, the longer you're married, that also coincides with you're further into your career. You also have more kids added to the family. So there's all these things that are kind of coming about all at the same time. And, you know, how exactly do you make time for your spouse whenever everything else is is being thrown at you? And so that's kind of the the nature of what married life is as you get older and you have to figure those things out. So um you know for me it's really a, a matter of you'd know, be very intentional with your time first and foremost
0: yeah i'm coming from it from more of the, the beginners perspective as well i think we're, we've been married for four or five years at this point i honestly it's something like that don't quote right. me on it. Quote <laughs> <it>. <laughs> um but so in 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 that short amount of time uh we had the baby as well so that's uh It compounds the lack of time and attention we're able to give each other especially that that first year it's just like we just we need to make sure that the baby is taken care of because it's incredibly needy and i I guess it's not needy i mean it's just a baby so it just is but everyone who's had a child knows the first year is pretty wild as far as the demands on the parents times and and i'll admit we fucking struggled there that first year of just lack of sleep um not being able to actually connect like we used to before that and all that kind of stuff so i'm, I'm definitely looking forward to the progression past that now that we're coming up on the baby will be two here in a couple of weeks and she's finally more of like a little person versus a, a baby so that my wife and i have been able to go on dates again and stuff like that so kind of just reiterating your point of uh it's just we had to put our relationship on pause kind of and we both acknowledged that at least so it wasn't it was a struggle but it it wasn't unbearable
1: yeah there i mean there comes a point where you have to start really like prioritizing right like you know the baby has to be taken care of you know um it's kind of funny like from my perspective like with having kids so our daughter was my my wife's from before, right before we got married. And so when we first got together, she was like almost three. So I missed like the baby phase. So my first introduction to the baby phase was with our twins. And so it's like, okay, well, what the hell do I do now? There's two of them, you know, like at once. And so um, you do have to start prioritizing. And like I said, you know, what ends up happening is it's like, well, we have all this stuff going on these babies are literally relying on us for, you know, to survive. And so it's like, well, I don't have time to, you know, necessarily go on a date or, you know, spend uninterrupted time. And so for me, um, and, and I don't get me wrong, like I'm saying all these things now. And I mean, we certainly, my wife and I, we had our fair share of struggles and successes and failures and all those things. But, One of the big things I think that was a real eye opener for me is like, you know, what exactly is the definition of quality time? Because I know for a long time for me, I was like very misguided in what I really thought quality time was. Like I thought, you know, you had to leave the house. You had to go out on a date. You know, you had to get all, you know, dressed up and and go to a fancy, you know, all this type of stuff. And the truth of the matter is, is like quality time is whatever you make it. You know, it's whatever you to mutually determine that it is and like for us a lot of times our quote unquote dates whenever our kids were little were literally like we would just have like carpet picnics you know or it was just a matter of we would be very intentional about bedtime so that we could spend time together after the kids went to bed for those you know like two hours before they were up again to get fed and stuff like that you know and so it's like I mean, you, you have to be very intentional about that and so um, you know, I think that's something that a lot of people really miss on is what exactly is the definition of quality time because that is not—it's it, not an easily definable thing. And literally, you know, there's however many people in here listening right now. I guarantee every one of us would define quality time differently within our own marriage and what our own like circumstances are.
0: Oh yeah, without a doubt, and that is actually one of my first talking points. I and mean, I mean, it's fairly common to any space that we do but just how important communication is and to touch on your point of what is quality time that's such a awesome conversation to have with your wife before the child if you think about it I mean I didn't obviously but just your point of just having like a little picnic in the dining room or in the front yard or something like that's that's quality time and if the other person doesn't see it as that then there might be some conflict so being able to pinpoint what is quality time between you and your wife is definitely a a massive key in those first years where you might only get an hour or two a day and you're you're going to be shot because you're so tired and exhausted but it it really does make the difference when you're you're just like really longing for that connection with your wife like all right let's let's set aside these two hours whenever it might pop up but let's have a little picnic in the yard like that's fucking awesome I would love that <laughs> that's absolutely that's time for me for sure
1: yeah and you know it's funny because like I think more and more like the the five love languages book is becoming I think a lot more mainstream and a lot more people are starting to learn about that and to take the quiz and to have their spouse take the quiz my wife and I do it like every, I don't know, not every, like probably once a year, I would say, just to kind of see like if we've changed or, you know, as we, as we grow as people, if that makes a difference and that there's a lot of value in, in exploring that. And if anyone hasn't, I would definitely recommend that they do. But the one thing that you have to do to take it a step further is you have to define like what those things mean, you know, like what does quality time mean? You know, another one of them is acts of service. Like, what exactly does that mean you know like there's so many people that think acts of service means like you've got to just you're you're like just doing all these chores and you're you know like you're a simp now and you're doing all these things it's like well no it's like you know you're (laughs) serving your spouse because that's what they need you know like and and it's also very interesting when like it's very rare that you're going to be the same love languages that your spouse is and so then. You know, yeah. it's like you have to not only make sure that you're getting what you need, but you have to give them what they need, because we have a tendency like we serve others the way that we want to be served. Mm-hmm. Right. And so like if if I'm a physical touch quality time person, that's what I'm going to give my wife. But that may not be what she needs. And so being able to figure those things out huge. And like I said, take the quiz and learn from the quiz but then you got to dive deep and you have to actually define what those mean to you. Because I will use myself as an example, especially in the beginning, my definition of quality time was not anywhere close to the same as my wife. Like she (laughs) thought we were spending all this time together. And I'm like, what the hell are you talking about? Like, we haven't done anything together, you know? And it's just like, well, but it was just because I didn't really realize what she thought it was. And so I guess, you know, it all comes back to the communication piece, which, if you don't have quality communication marriage, then you really don't have anything, in, in all honesty.
0: That's funny. It actually reminds me of your, uh, your point uh, probably three or four spaces ago where you were making the sandwiches because it was like your act of service in a way. And she's like, I, did I ask you to do that? Right. <laughs> i
1: I'm in there grinding away every morning, making my wife's lunch, thinking I'm like this badass husband who's awesome. And my wife secretly, I mean, she was trying to keep it to herself and then finally kind of boiled over. And, you know, she got kind of pissed because she's like, okay, well, first of all, I appreciate you making my lunch, but you're not even asking me what I want for lunch. You're just deciding what I want and what to have. Like, <laughs> I like, cause, and for me, I'm totally fine. Like, I meal prep on Sundays. I'll have the exact same food for lunch the entire week, all five days. I'm totally fine with that. And I just sort of was like, oh, well, if she'll do that, that's totally fine. I'll just do it for both of us. And she's like, but I don't want to eat the same thing five days in a row. And it's like, oh, well, shit, you're right. I didn't even think of that. All right, well, what (laughs) do you want, you know? And so it's not just about making those sandwiches, guys. You got to know what she wants on the sandwich.
0: Yeah, I liked your point of the love languages thing. And I I think it is. For lack of a better term, blowing up. I mean, maybe it's just more because I'm paying attention to the fatherhood space in general in life. But I had never heard of it up until a couple of years ago, and it was it was honestly kind of mind blowing. Once we 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 both took the quiz, and uh, we figured out our particular languages at the time. And um, I I mean I didn't even realize it about myself really. I mean I did once I kind of like had it presented to me like, all right, this is actually what you need. It's like, well, shit, I guess that makes sense when I reflect on how I act and how I am throughout life for them. I'm definitely a more of a physical touch and words of affirmation kind of person. Mm-hmm. And to touch on your point, that's exactly how I treated my wife. Like, I would always be hugging her or slapping her ass or all that kind of stuff. And then I would be telling her how, Beautiful she was, and how much I appreciated her, and all that shit. And th- that was me projecting onto her what I needed, <laughs> and it was just, right it was so yeah. mind Because I mean, she's she liked it. It was nice. Who doesn't like to hear that stuff? Who doesn't like to be desired like that? But those definitely weren't her top love languages. And uh, again, to touch on the communication and how it's like the foundation for everything. Once we took those got our actual rankings and stuff and then we took a little bit of a deep dive into what that exactly meant for each of us and it was it's just like 10x our relationship overnight it seemed like
1: yeah so it's funny because we my wife and i first kind of stumbled across this concept a few several years ago um it was right after football season so like for the people who don't know I, my, my Regular job, at least for now. I'm a I'm a teacher, but I'm a, I'm a high school football coach. And so, for anybody who knows about football, they know that like during football season, coaches work like really long hours. I mean, it's like kind of crazy the hours during football season. And so, inevitably, when the football season comes to an end, now all of a sudden there's all of this extra time. And so, a few years in a row, like football season would end. I'm now home right after school, right? And so I'm now wandering around, hugging my wife, smacking her on the ass, following her around the house, trying to spend time with her. And inevitably, like, my wife would be like, "Like, dude, my man, like, just get the hell away from me for just a little bit, you know? Like, <laughs> I've been I've been managing the house and doing all these things while you've been gone working. Like, now you're home, and I'm glad you're home now. But, like, you know, you're also trying to, like, micromanage everything now. The house is fine. Like, we're good. like You know, like... Go spend time with the boys. Go spend time with your daughter. Like, talk to them, too. Which, I mean, and I would try to, but it's like I was almost trying to make up for, like, the lost time when I'm at football all the time during the season. And so it's like, well, you know, damn, like, I'm doing this because I'm a physical touch and a quality time person. So I'm trying to get all of the touch and all of the time because I'm home now. And in reality, my wife is an acts of service person. And, you know, so it's like, OK, well, so we had to have that conversation because, I mean, we have to make it work like we're in this for the long haul. So we have to figure it out. And, you know, I think it goes back to the communication part. And, and we talked about this very briefly, but I know a lot of the people weren't on yet. Unrelenting honesty. Like if you really want like they're gonna, it's going to give you some issues here and there. But if you really want to build the connection, a true connection with your spouse, you got to have the unrelenting honesty, you have to.
0: Absolutely. And that's just, I mean, that's how I approach every facet of life, not just my relationship with my wife, but I've just, I've gotten so comfortable with the discomfort of telling people brutal truths that they need to hear or the i've or people tell me things that i need to hear it's just it's uncomfortable in the moment sure uh, the more you do it the better you get with the discomfort but at the end of the day the the progress from being upfront and honest about it outweighs any slight discomfort in the moment 100 percent.
1: yeah i mean even like yeah some of my closest like friends or like even like the closest people that i've made connections with online it's the same way i mean it's you know i know that someone is like my type of person that I know that I'm very much going to connect with. If I know that I can trust them to be honest with me. Like it, I know, like for you, I've joked before, one of the first times I knew that we were going to be able to work well together is you, you had subscribed to my newsletter and you had texted me or emailed me or something. It's like, Hey, I just thought you'd like to know, like you, you fucked up the, the ending for your newsletter and like showed <laughs> me like what I had messed up. And I was like, damn, I can't believe I do that. I did that. I'm a freaking English teacher, you know? And it's like, so that was one. And like, I mean, and I've had, you know, other situations like that. Like if I, like, if I give someone, like if someone that I trust and I give them like, oh, hey, like, okay, for instance, like look at my thread before I ever post it. Like, what do you think? How can I make it better? If you rip it apart and you tell me everything that I could do to make it better, you're my guy. Like, that's what I want. I don't want someone... You know, if I, if I want somebody to tell me how great I was, I go call my mom. You know what I mean? Like, that's what I would do if, but when I need someone who I can count on that, I'm trying to like build something significant with, whether it's my spouse, as of my marriage or even building something online, like I don't need someone to tell me, you know, what I want to hear. I need someone that's going to tell me what I need to know, you know? So yeah, communication and truth. I mean, there's, that's everything.
0: Yeah. And you said the word so many times of trust and i think that that is one of the foundational parts of it like you have to be able to trust that the person has your best interest at heart and remove the emotion when they tell you things that are uncomfortable or maybe let the emotion sit there for a while and then once it fades away actually sit there and reflect on what they said and just trust that they're they're coming from a place of love and not just being a douchebag
1: yeah i mean at the end of the day like when you develop a certain level of trust and you know that like it's coming from a place of like they want you to succeed and do well you know that's what it's all about and so that's a big thing um with marriage or friendships or any of those things and and even i mean this isn't a parenting you know like topic tonight but like even as a parent you know like it's our job to really prepare our kids it's not our job to like tell them everything just oh you're doing great all the time i mean yes they need to have those Words of encouragement, but they also need to know, like, if they're making mistakes, you know, because that's how they learn, that's how they grow, and that's how they figure it out too.
0: Yeah, no fucking participation trophies at my house.
1: <laughs> no, um, I, I'll, never forget, <laughs> I'll never forget the time my son got one of those trophies for for soccer, and, which is the only year he ever even played soccer, actually. Um, but he, everybody got the trophy, and he was, he came to me. He was like seven. He's like, Dad, is this a real trophy or one of those ones that everyone gets? <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, that's everyone got that one. It's like, here, you can have it. I don't need it, you know. Like you, he, he gets it. <laughs> so, but I mean, it's yeah. I think it's one of those things where it just you have to be. You said it a minute ago. You have to be. There's a certain level of being uncomfortable. You have to be willing to get uncomfortable, especially because, like, with your spouse, that's the most intimate relationship that you will ever have, right? Like, it, our marriage is the most close knit, intimate marriage that we'll ever have in life. And so you have to be able to be willing to be uncomfortable at times in order to really get the type of growth necessary to have a lasting marriage. Like I talk to people, not all the time, but fairly regularly when they're saying things like, you know, well, I'm having trouble in my marriage or I'm having a hard time in my marriage or you know just they're having problems and a lot of times it's because like at the first sign of trouble they're like ready to bail you know because they never got used to having that bit of uncomfortability and so you got to have that if you're going to have the growth that's going to last for 50 60 years especially in today's age
0: yeah and i had this like last week actually or fairly recently the old cliche my wife asked me she's like do you think i'm getting fat and she i mean she knows how our communication style is i'm like she knows i'm a coach (laughs) i'm like right uh, i'm i'm gonna be honest with you yeah i i do to be honest with you from the time that i met you and where we are now i mean it's it's not something unbearable or unmanageable like i'm not concerned for your health it's not like that level i would have said something fucking long time ago if it was out of control like that but right it's like deep i mean you know the answer already i don't i'm, I'm not gonna lie to you so yeah i mean i i do and <laughs> that's uh that was a very i don't think very many people these days would be able to tell their wife that well like they just their wives are just like looking to get they're fishing, I guess, the lack of a term for, I don't know what I'm thinking of, but they're like, they just yeah. want the confirmation bias. They're like, Oh yeah. Well, I, yeah. I, I mean, I still love you. I was like, no, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. And it's, that was definitely very uncomfortable in the moment. I'll be it briefly just because that's how we communicate with her. And I mean, she already knew the answer, but right. Yeah. I just, it just made me think of how many other dudes in my life that I know would be able to tell their wives genuinely and from a place of love that I mean, yeah, we both know it, so I'm I I think she would I think she would feel like a level of distrust from me if I just lied to her like that. And I I just I don't feel comfortable doing that to anyone, let alone my wife.
1: Well yeah, I mean and it's funny because it's kinda of like the T V sitcom effect, I think. Like, like uh- you know where the husbands are portrayed as these dudes that are basically idiots, they're morons who can't do anything. They they're always basically these loser dudes that do nothing but like just sit around and do nothing. Um their wives tell them what to do all the time and it's like everyone's laughing and so it's like it's it's like somehow accepted that that's normal and I'm not by any stretch like saying that like men should be assholes to their wives by any means. I mean, I literally, I mean, I would do anything for my wife. I would lay down my life for her in a second and not think twice about it. But at the same time, like we're going to be real with each other and we're going to say exactly what's on our minds. You know, like it's one of those things where I think society has created certain things to be normal that are not really normal. And I think, to your point, one of the things that's been created as a sense of normal is these bumbling husbands who do whatever, you know, their wife is saying. And and also, it basically turns into dishonesty. And, I mean, I know for my wife, like, she would be pissed at me if I let her, like, for instance, if I let her leave the house and she, like, looked a mess or, you know, her clothes didn't match or, I mean, of course, sometimes I don't even know what the hell that means. But, you know, like… If there was like just if there was something off about what the way that she looked when she left the house, she would be mad if I didn't tell her. like yeah. she would literally say, like, why the hell would you let me leave the house like that? you know and so, <laughs> but I mean, like but there's a lot of people where it's like to kind of going back to what we were saying earlier, like at the first sign of trouble, you know, if you haven't practiced that and worked through how to like positively and appropriately work through those difficult conversations and difficult situations, at the first time of, of a problem, like, it can be a, a big problem because, you know, a lot of people just, they don't handle those things
0: very well. Yeah, and it, it touches exactly on the whole topic of this, uh, this space tonight of just maintaining that connection. Your wife's, your partner, she it, she wants the honesty from you deep down, even if she knows it's going to hurt, but, like, there's, there's just, like – there's going to be a lack of trust if you're just not honest about everything with her. And I, I, I've never understood people that aren't able to do that, I suppose. And then I, I again to touch on your whole fucking societal point. I've, that's just, I'm so jaded on all that stuff. I tweeted about it today several times actually, just because it annoys the shit out of me. Like today is my day two of my wife not being home because she's on a little vacation with her friend down at Disney. So it's just, me hanging out with the baby and like society would say that I'm going to be all disheveled and shit today. And the, the baby is going to be like close to not making it and stupid shit like that. And it's just, that stuff bothers me so much. And they're like, Oh, I mean, it, uh, I, another thing, uh, I kind of lost my train of thought, but another thing that popped into my head when you were talking of, of all this stuff was how like just Disempowered men and, and husbands in husbands and relationships appear to be these days um, based on all that nonsense like oh no your wife's gonna withhold sex so you, you gotta make sure you do whatever she says and like that's complete fucking nonsense and i I hate that that's like an accepted relationship norm
1: oh so you mean sex is a weapon <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah that's yeah okay, ridiculous. Yeah, I think um, typically, I mean, I can't say for sure. I mean, I'm not, I'm not an expert by any means. I'm definitely not a licensed psychologist or anything like that. So I definitely want to preface this by saying that. But um, <laughs> I would definitely think that if that is going on, that means that there, there's some sort of like a deep seated thing for either one or maybe even both partners if for that matter that is leading that to not only happen, but also be accepted. I mean, because for one thing, I think it literally goes back to a a lack of confidence to stand up for yourself on the guy's part. And I also think like it's some sort of a weird like power play on on the the woman's perspective. And I mean, it's just not really a recipe for a healthy relationship.
0: That's for sure. Uh, Absolutely. I think. To avoid political nonsense, I blame the feminist movement for all of it.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, and it's funny, um, one of the things and I, I wrote about this in the thread that I released today too. Um, sort of the other aspect of this, this whole conversation is trying to like avoid stagnation, you know, like we've talked a lot about, um, like the communication piece and being honest and open with each other. The other thing is like how do how do you, especially as we've been in marriage a little bit longer, like I mentioned earlier, like this will be fifteen years for us in June. You know, so like how do you avoid like complacency or stagnation? And one of the things I think is really important is that both individually and as a as a couple, like finding things, like new things to like try and to um do together and but also individually, but just to find things that kind of keeps pushing your needle forward.
0: Yeah, that was a, that was a huge part of our relationship when we first started is obviously with my lens of fitness and that being a huge priority in my life. My wife ne- wasn't necessarily as big of a proponent for it, but she, she did kick boxing classes and just kind of cardio bunny related stuff. Um, but I definitely pushed her into more of the more adventurous fitness things that I like to do, such as I, I got her to do her first adventure race. Um, if you're not familiar with adventure races, they give you, uh, uh, you have a team of four and it's hiking, biking, and kayaking typically. And they put out a bunch of flags out in the wilderness. And they give you a map and compass, and you have to navigate like that to be able to find all the checkpoints. And you have a certain time limit, and all that kind of stuff. But to to touch on the point of, I definitely pushed her out of her comfort zone with that. But it was a it was a willingness because I mean it was an adventure. It's it's in the name of the the competition. <laughs> so she uh, right she was really. Willing and open to just give it a shot, and that's that was a, a shared hobby and interest of ours. Now is any anything similar to adventure racing or any fitness-related kind of things that I I partake in, and I I've, I got her in the gym for the first time, so I mean that's that's a win in my book.
1: Yeah, I think the big thing that you touched on there was it was getting out of your comfort zone, but then you also, it became something that you mutually enjoy doing, you know? And I think that's important. There's a lot of personality types, obviously in every marriage. And so I think that's a big key. Like I know for my wife and I, I am definitely the like, do now think about it later type of person, you know? And she's, she's very much more like the, the thinker, the planner. I have to analyze and overanalyze. And so, there's definitely a certain give and take there where like, I have to try to work to get her out of her comfort zone so that we can try to do things because if it was solely left up to her, you know, we would probably overanalyze 17 different activities, but never actually try any of them potentially. And so (laughs) I think like there definitely has to be, you know, a certain give and take there. I mean, and and the flip side is also true. She's probably saved me from some really stupid boneheaded shit in my day because of, (laughs) you know, being like, listen, I don't, that's not a good idea. You don't you probably shouldn't do that, you know, because I mean, I'll come up with stuff. I mean, I'm like, Hey, let's do this. You know, like let's, let's write a 366 page book in five or six weeks, you know, and that type of stuff. So like, I have to, I have to have that. Like I I need someone to kind of center me sometimes, but then I also, I'm going to try to push. I've, I've tried to push the people that are around me. I try to push them along, you know? And so, um, it's just one of those things where I think like you have to be able to work off of each other's individual strengths because, you know, like if if both people just sort of stood back and analyzed, like you would not get the same type of growth.
0: Yeah. I, <laughs> the irony of the tweets that I've had today, maybe this whole topic was just sitting in my subconscious, but I, I tweeted maybe like an hour or so ago of, people need to stop over-optimizing their lives and just fucking live their lives. And that <laughs> just popped into my head when you were talking about that.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it, and it's funny because like we mentioned earlier, like the longer you're in marriage, obviously that means like you're getting, you know, like a little bit older, like I'm 38 now. So like when we first got married, I was like 23, I guess, 23, almost 24. Cause I'll be 39 this summer. So it's like, obviously at 38, 39, I'm, it's a lot different than 23, 24. So You know, like as you get older, you grow and you evolve. Your spouse does the same. Your life changes as you add kids and careers and all this. And so you have to really fight almost to make sure that your marriage doesn't become that thing that becomes the complacent thing or the average thing. You know, like I say all the time to people, like at some point you have to make the choice. For me, I'm going to try to do my damnedest to be the best husband and father that I can be, even if that means I'm an average employee, because I'm definitely not going to be an average husband and father so that I can be a great employee. And so, you know, like you really have to fight those fights and, and make sure that you are like together kind of on that journey. And, And a lot of, like I said, you have to find things, whether it's a hobby or just activities or whatever it is, like my wife and I for like only the second time in our marriage last summer, we went away just the two of us for a few days. And so like my mother-in-law and our daughter who is, is older, like they both came down and they spent the four or five days with our boys while my wife and I went, um, surprise, surprise. We found a beach to go to,
0: <laughs> but,
1: <laughs> but, uh, we, uh, we went away for, and it wasn't like, long. Like I said, it was like four or five days, but like, we haven't done that a lot, but like, that was a really great time for us to just be able to focus on us and and to do that and and have that time and that's and and obviously not everyone is able to do that i mean i know like especially when your kids are younger it's harder it's harder to do that um especially for like multiple days like that but even if you can find someone that you trust that you can go away for a few hours you know and if you don't even have anyone that you can go away with for a few hours even just like we mentioned earlier have a have that picnic on the carpet in the living room or, you know, spin, notch out a scheduled routine so that you have time still where you're not already tired and ready to pass out after your kids go to sleep so you have time to spend together because, you know, there's always options. It's just a matter of, like, prioritizing how to fit that into your daily schedule.
0: Yeah, and it all comes down to how how dedicated are you to this relationship? I mean, it's it's so easy to be like, oh, well, I mean – shit's hard. I got to work all day and then I come home and I'm exhausted. Then we got to play with the kids and then we're exhausted and then there's just nothing left for your wife. I was like, well, I mean, then fucking drop something, man. It's you, you're clearly not prioritizing that relationship and you can come up with all the excuses you want, but at the end of the day, you have to, you have to want it.
1: Well, in contrary to what um, some people will tell you, your kids do not have to participate in every single activity there is to offer. (laughs) Like your kids don't have to play seven sports, do Cub Scouts, join the chess club, have an act a a program at the live, like pick some stuff. Absolutely. Get them involved. Get them to try things a hundred percent. Like my kids do stuff, but they don't have to do everything. You know, you, you shouldn't necessarily, in fact, I would say you definitely should not, have every single day of the week already mapped out where you have an activity where you have to go somewhere. Like that's not, that's not necessarily, it's not a recipe for success for your kids and it's definitely not a recipe for success for your marriage. I mean, if all you're doing all week long is shuttling the kids back and forth from one thing to the next on top of working on work and those types of things, at what point do you have time for each other after all that? And so, um, You know, that's, that's a big one too. Like you you have to, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And so a lot of times when you say yes to all of these other things, what you're saying no to is time to spend with your wife. And that becomes a problem. Like you have to prioritize that. Otherwise it's so, so easy to have it just get lost in the shuffle.
0: Yeah. And I've seen it firsthand, not. Not from my relationships, but my ex-wife's parents actually. So her, her mother, hundred percent prioritized the kids over any other aspect of her life, including her marriage. And the resentment from her father was fucking—it was palpable. Like you could just feel it any time entered a room. He's, he's like, "I work my ass off all the time for." providing for everyone and i get absolutely nothing back from my wife and i always felt for the guy like i i talked to my ex-wife about it a lot i was like man i don't want our relationship to be like that and i mean at least we had we were on good terms with that part of our relationship obviously she's my ex-wife so the other parts of it didn't work out but I could I could right. see it because he was he was just the ATM. And that's, that's not a way that I want to live my life. And obviously, that's that works for some people, I guess, but I've never seen a healthy case of it, I guess I should say.
1: Yeah, I mean, one to that point, like one of the most difficult times in my wife and I's marriage was during the time whenever our son was going through all of like the treatments and everything that he had to go through. And it was because of that very thing where it's like, you know, when you're going through something like major like that, you almost like you go into total like parent mode. It's about him, keeping him healthy, getting him better, all those things, taking care of other kids who are obviously also freaked out about what's going on. They don't feel like they're getting the attention that they need and all those things. And like that for us became the point where we kind of lost our way with each other. Cause it's like, we're running around having to deal with all this stuff that got thrown at us. And it's like, next thing you know, we're looking around. It's like, man, it's been six months since we've had an intimate conversation with each other. Yeah. You know, like it's been, it's been probably six months since we, we had any time alone where we just, just relaxed and just talked or just hug out or whatever. And so like, yeah, I could see where that becomes a problem. Like we were fortunate in that like, as, as our son got better, you know, we were able to kind of work on things. But, you know, for people that that becomes like their way of life, and that's what they always do. Like, that is that is a recipe for disaster for sure.
0: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I just – that that's uh, – you, you said it earlier. If you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. So it, it's so true with so many different facets, but – when she's your wife for some reason. Like you picked her, you married her. She picked you, she married you. So it always kind of strange to me sometimes when that relationship or that prioritization just continually drops down on the rankings, and like eventually the the resentment starts building, and then it just makes it that much more complicated to come back from and just being able to acknowledge that and be like, no, this, this relationship is important to me. And hopefully you feel that this relationship's important to you. So we need to fucking figure out how to prioritize us as a couple. And it's, I've had that conversation with my wife a few times and not nothing like out of control, but it's just nice to be able to, have that connection with her and just back to the original talking point of being able to communicate effectively. Like I've, we've had several uncomfortable conversations about around things like that, where the, the first year of the baby being here, I'm like, listen, I'm fucking, I feel neglected here. I understand we're taking care of the kid, but we need to figure out how to, maintain our relationship throughout this as well i understand it's not going to be the best right now i'm not in denial i'm not like oh no you're not paying attention to me not that kind of guy but i felt comfortable enough in our relationship and i i brought it up and it was uncomfortable
1: well and that's actually that's it's that's where it's actually not that uncommon for like fathers for at least a short period of time to develop almost like a sense of resentment towards the new like baby it's because they're the ones that are the first one a lot of times the first ones to recognize that it's having an effect on on the marriage because I think at least it seems like from from what I my experience has been and the people that I've talked to like for for the for the moms like for the wives like they definitely are in like mom mode and that's like their natural instinct is like they're going to make sure that their kids are are taking care of and all those things whereas i mean honestly like i think as a general rule as men like we're a little bit more selfish <laughs> you know what i mean it's like yeah. we are like well what about us <laughs> and so and i and i do like i mean i think that that is part of like what happens where it's like okay well like you said i understand like the the baby is solely relying upon us but what about our time together, you know? Like, well, what about us? And so, you know, I think um, there's there's several things like I wish that we would have done differently whenever our kids were littler, because I do think that, especially looking back, we always are of this misconception that there's no time at all. And the truth is, is like, while time is definitely scarce in some aspects and during certain seasons of life, I don't think it's ever quite as bad as what we really think it is, you know. Yeah. And this is coming from someone who raised twins, you know. <laughs> Even with twins, like I mean, yeah, we were busy and it was hectic and it was crazy and there was times where I literally had no clue what day it was or what which way was up and all that. But at the at the same time, like looking back, it's like, well, technically, I mean, like we did have time, you know. It's like maybe it's a matter of. Maybe you don't scroll through Netflix as much, you know, or maybe you don't watch, you know, like binge watch your favorite show for three hours after the baby goes to bed. Maybe you take some of that time to hang out with each other, you know, and it's like I think we're all guilty of making that mistake sometimes where it's like we think we don't have time. But if we really did like a like a time audit, (laughs) um, you know, like we would realize we had more time than what we think we do.
0: it's funny that you say that I've, in, in my single life, I used to do every quarter, I would do one week where I would record every single hour of every single day. And then I would like chart it out to see where time was wasted or something. But I've never actually done it since I've been married. And it's kind of funny that I used to do that then. But it made me think of that. And it's exactly proven your point of, I mean... When I would actually pay attention to it, there was hours and hours of time just zombie mode really is how I labeled it in my spreadsheets. I'm just like, I don't really know where five hours just went. And right. I guarantee that happens in my marriage now. It's probably a lot less because there's a lot more things I'm responsible for and not when I'm just sitting there being a single dude, just going to the gym and drinking all the time. So... <laughs>
1: Right. yeah yeah absolutely another another
0: point that i was gonna say with uh your uh your comments there about um the time aspect and how men are inherently selfish and i completely feel that anecdotally and just paying attention to all my friends and stuff but it's also like we have thousands and thousands and thousands of years of history where the women would just like get together as a community and just like raise the kids in general, like as a communal thing, like whether it's their family or like just actually immediate neighborhood friends and stuff like that. So they, they're definitely way more inherently better at it, I guess. And the men would have to go hunting. So it's just kind of like, that's just in our genes as far as, well, okay, we go out hunting, we get some food to bring back to the community, and now where's my time? Like, I I need your attention because uh, now that I'm back, and it's, it's, it's so weird in the modern times, I think, to have those genes still floating around in us, yet there's just, we don't even live remotely close to that anymore.
1: Well, and you mentioned, like, community. So, like... I mean, like you mentioned, like women kind of like working together and like helping and, and sharing and, and, you know, having that sense of community, whereas like men are out hunting or and I just think men are also like they have a tendency to like, well, I can do this on my own. You know, like I can just figure it out, you know, like whether it be because we're too proud to ask for help or <laughs> whether it be because, you know, we just think we have all the freaking answers or whatever it is, but, you know, like there is definitely power in community. I mean, it's so funny because like, when I mentioned the time audit thing the other day or earlier, I was thinking about this the other day, you know, it's like, well, in a given day, I mean, obviously, like, okay, so I go to work. And multitasking is a big thing. I mean, like, you know, even when I'm at work, I'm at school, like there's times throughout the day where I can also work on the stuff that I'm building online. And so there is certainly a multitasking that happens throughout the day. But then even once I'm done with work, you know, what are the things that I do? Well, like obviously every single day, non-negotiable, I'm going to play with my boys. We're going to do something at home that's productive. I'm going to spend time with my wife. But then when I start thinking about what do I fill the rest of my time with, you know, I, I love to read. I also continually am like trying to find ways to like find solutions or build things for what I'm trying to build online. And that might involve like talking to the people that I'm closely, the most closest connected to. Um, you know, like I know for, like for you and I, like we literally message each other throughout the day, um, you know, multiple times throughout the day, you know, like texting each other, whether it's an idea or just like, Hey, like check this out or whatever, yeah. you know? And then, and, and it's not just you, you know, like I do that with, you know, with, um, I mean, not a lot, but just a very select couple, people but it's one of those things where it's like okay so like those are the things that i deem important i'm going to stay in close contact with the people that are most important to me as far as my family i'm then going to stay in close contact with like the the couple people online that i'm most closely connected to then i'm going to spend some time working on the various things that we're trying to build online and then if there's any time left, then, then there's time left. But those are the things that I'm going to make sure that I have prioritized to be the most important things.
0: Yep. Yeah. I mean, it all kind of circles back to if, if you actually care about this relationship and you want it to work, there is plenty of time to cut out the things that aren't actually important for you.
1: Absolutely. I mean, like I said earlier, I mean, every time you say yes to something, you're saying no to something else. And so, you know, what we say yes and no to, I think, has a large impact on the things that are most important to us. And it really, they reveal what's most important to us, you know, like, at the end of the day, I mean, outside of family, because obviously family is always going to be number one. But at the end of the day, I'm going to choose, like, messaging or having, hopping on a call or something with someone who's important in terms of, like, what we're doing online, like our kind of like closest knit group of people. And then after that, like I'm going to whatever happens, happens. But like it's family and then it's this what we're trying to build online and and the things that go into that. And, you know, that's that's where I'm at. And so it's like I may not be the best employee. I mean, I'm trying my best, but like it's not like I neglected in terms of like I don't I just show up and don't try. (laughs) But that's certainly not going to be the highest priority is some of the other things that I'm trying to do. And so, you know, I think that just, that becomes a very, very like important piece to the puzzle.
0: Yeah. Shifting gears a bit on a couple of these other points that I had, cause we're coming up on the hour and we usually tip yeah, for sure. an hour, but I don't have, obviously my wife's not home, so I don't have anyone else to hang out with. So you guys are, you guys are my company right. this evening. Um, But um, another important piece um that I wanted to touch on was uh self-care and like individual growth as part as part of maintaining that healthy connection with your wife and that is so key to me personally that it was it was a bit of a struggle with my wife and I's relationship because she is definitely more of like a like a more of like a full companionship kind of person. Like she wants to do everything together. She doesn't necessarily venture out on her own and do her own things. Whereas I am, I require alone time to be able to reset my mind or just let my mind wander or like, again, I mean, you mentioned it earlier. You like to read. That's one of my biggest hobbies. I can't, can't really read with a partner i i do read out loud to her quite frequently at night which when she wants to just hang out with me and stuff and i really want to read but i think being your own person makes your relationship with your wife that much stronger You, you you gotta still have your sense of self to be able to come full force into your relationship with your partner
1: Oh, 100%. I think it really, it comes to like, I want to be my best for my wife. And so in order for me to be my best for her, I need to make sure that I'm operating at my best and whatever that means for me, whatever I need to do to make sure that I'm in a place where I can give her my best. So like, whether it's reading to like sharpen my mind or just learn new skills, I like to work out, especially the last several months, like I mean, like when I was in high school and in college, like I was like a power lifter and I was doing all that stuff and having a good time. And then, you know, as we get going, like I fell out of it. And so I've been doing that now, like getting back into lifting weights and like getting my sons to kind of come along and join in that. But, yeah, you need those um, individual things that you can do. For me, a big one is also like I love to go fishing. And, And that's a big thing for me. I do take my boys sometimes if they want to go, but I also go alone a lot because for me, like being out there on the water and just being out in nature and, and just being able to relax and it's calm and I can just be out there and I can just think and think and think. Yeah. And it's one of those things where like, there's days where I don't catch a damn thing, but I still have an amazing time because there's just something about being out there that just re energizes me. And, you know, it's, it's really, we need those things. and, you know it's kind of funny because his my like like you were mentioning so we're kind of the opposite like in my marriage like my wife is the one that definitely um is the more of the hey like I kind of like to be like alone and by myself a lot which whereas I'm and I'm sure you probably could already guess this <laughs> um I'm the one that likes to like be the more social like you know like person and that type of stuff yeah um which is it's and it's so interesting cuz like even you know, like, I all the people that I kind of get to know and, like, get close to, it's, like, a lot of them I find say, like, I like to be alone a lot. And I'm the one that's like, <laughs> uh, not me, you know? So it's it's very interesting, like, how that works because, you know, there's just some sort of a weird, like, thing that happens there, I guess. But, but even for myself, and I bring that up because even for myself, who does like to kind of be more of a, a social, like, people person you know, um, I still do like to have times where I can just have time to myself and, and do things that are, you know, like helping, like that are just for me, you know? And I think that, that stuff is important. Like whatever it is that that might be for each person, like it's that, that's a really big thing.
0: You're the yin to my yang, Jake.
1: <laughs> yeah. it's what, what do we, what do we say? We need a, a, a someone who what fills fills in the spaces that you're not, or something like that. You you sent me that quote. I don't remember exactly yeah. what it was, but exactly. it's like you have to find people that that balance you out and that type of stuff. So
0: yeah, and there's but that on that point of the the importance of self care. There was a there's a funny gym meme that I've seen pop up several times where you're so you're you're going to the gym a lot when you're single or whatever. And then you you get some girl who she she becomes your girlfriend, and then she complains about how much you go to the gym. <laughs> it's like, well, right. that's that's why you were like initially were attracted to me because like I go to the gym and I take care of myself. She's like, yeah, but you're spending too much time. And I was like, bitch, you knew this was me. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about?
1: You knew what you were getting into. Yeah, that'd be like my wife. I mean, my, like my wife complaining about the amount of time I spend looking at things related to football. <laughs> it's like, well, you understood the assignment when
0: you met me. So. <laughs> we are creatures of habit. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I know what I like. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> absolutely. There's no doubt about that.
0: Yeah, there, was, there was another couple of points here that I had, but I, I felt it kind of tied in with everything that we're we're working on here um but i find having at least somewhat overlapping views on parenting is another key element to maintaining the connection with my wife because i i mean if you've got very opposite or conflicting views on how to parent your child once the kid's there i mean that's gonna cause so much chaos in their relationship there's going to be the resentment or just fucking maybe outright hatred. Like I, I, I've talked about before, how I was a proponent of corporal punishment before I met my wife and we had chats about it before. And I mean, that's how I grew up. Like I got my ass beat all the time and that, I mean, I feel like I turned out all right. So Um, But just being on the same page, even, even with uh, like homeschooling or not homeschooling or education requirements or things along those lines, but just being able to have, I think of a Venn diagram in my head, but having the majority of it in the middle, I think is going to be very important to maintaining that connection with your wife.
1: Yeah. So like statistically, I think um, the majority of fights happen due to like differences in parenting or money. I mean, that's like statistically the big ones, and so I think it's, um, you know, being on the same page is everything. I mean, because you know, well, and ideally, you would kind of figure some of that stuff out even before you got married, had kids, and all that, but some of that stuff it's hard to, you know, some of those things you don't know until they come up and then you're left to sort of figure it out. But at the same time, I think, um, you know, like you said, having conversations and and getting on the same page, being willing to listen to the other person and hear what they have to say is a big one. Um, You know, like I, I will say just as a quick example for me, like my wife, I've grown a lot. Like, um, You know, in in certain areas, since I got married, because my wife like opened me, uh, opened my eyes to things I had never really like even considered before, you know. And so I think you know, anytime you have those conversations, like there's always, there's almost always like w- room to sort of meet in the middle. I guess is the best way to say it. And you know, like I said, parenting and money, those are the big ones. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna have fights, statistically, those are really going to be the ones that you have fights about.
0: Well, yeah and i can just speak from both of my marriages the <laughs> those were the biggest catalyst why the first one didn't work out is both of those topics we couldn't come to mutual terms on either of them and i would say that's probably the biggest reasons why we're not still married is finances and parenting
1: yeah i mean it's those are those are big ones and um I mean, yeah, like I said, it's it's a matter of um, working it out. And I know it's kind of interesting. You mentioned like, hey, this is why it didn't work out because you had those conversations. You were able to kind of discover that. But the crazy thing is there's a lot of people that either don't have those conversations or they know it, but they just don't really ever work to fix it or they just stay together anyway. I don't really know. But yeah, um, that's. I think that's a lot of times what leads to you know, like you get into the, like these marriages where they're constantly fighting and there's just tons and tons of problems because, you know, you either have discovered you're having these major differences and you just can't work through it, but you don't want to necessarily move on or you just don't try to work through it. I'm not sure which of those two, it is probably a lot of both, but, um, I mean, I, I feel like sometimes we're broken records whenever we talk about communication and honesty, but realistically, I mean, those are the key things. I mean, if, yeah. if you can't nail those down, like, it's really hard to do any of the other things.
0: Yeah, they're, they're really the foundation for long-lasting, healthy relationships, being able to communicate honestly, and shit's hard. Um, obviously everyone knows that but it's just it's so crucial to be able to fucking have those uncomfortable conversations it's life's not a bunch of fucking roses all the time so
1: no it really isn't and i think it's important to uh to, have to admit that <laughs> yeah to admit it to uh you know, admit it to yourself, admit it to your wife, you know, I mean, just admit it all the way around. I mean, it's, 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 it's wild to me, like, especially like I will talk to other couples or even to maybe just like either both of the, the, the members of the couple or just like the husband or whatever. And there are certain things that like I take for granted because my wife and I do them. And I just, I just naturally assume that that's what everyone is doing. And then like, I'll talk to someone and be like, Oh, well, shit, maybe this isn't, like, the normal thing. Like, maybe people aren't having these deep, meaningful conversations with their spouse. Like, because, like, you're talking like you didn't even know this about each other, so I don't know. It's wild. It really is.
0: Yeah, the, I can't even count the number of times that's happened in day-to-day life where I honestly, I, I'm grateful for when it happens now because it just makes me appreciate and love my wife that much more and, like, our relationship. i like, Wow, we're fuck like not to like be judgmental, but to, like our relationship is a million times stronger than yours, and like I feel bad for you guys. like you gotta fucking talk, man. it's it's not that complicated
1: <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely not. I mean, it's one what of what's that expression it's it's uh it's easy, but it's also difficult or however they say that, but basically like it's easy in theory, but it's very difficult in application. so. Yeah, you know it's it's um, such a simple concept, but you know people have a hard time. And I think really, you mentioned this. It's been several minutes ago, but you mentioned like having an uncomfortable conversation and being okay with that. There's just so many people that are so afraid of conflict that that they don't um, they don't want to do that. You know, they don't want to take a chance on. Oh well, this this might be uncomfortable, and it's like well. I don't want to sound like an asshole, but you know what's more uncomfortable? <laughs> getting a divorce, you know, getting a divorce. Yeah. That's going to be way more uncomfortable than, than this. So, I mean, that's something that I just, you know, it's like the, what, what's the lesser of the two evils there, I guess, is the best way I, I would say it. Yeah.
0: I just, I just feel so, I would feel, I guess, cause I don't do it, but I would just feel so uncomfortable in life if I wasn't authentic and like, honest about every part of my life and myself. And it's ironic coming from a recovering alcoholic because clearly I was in denial for so long, but it's not like I didn't know, I was just fucking ignoring it. And I finally had the uncomfortable conversation with myself. So again, that foundation, even with yourself in real life of communication and honesty it it truly is the foundation for everything it really
1: is i mean i feel like um one of the neat things about like because this is obviously a marriage topic one of the neat things about my marriage is that it really is kind of a microcosm for how i live all of my life you know like i'm what you see is what you get you know i mean we've joked many times about you know you had posted a while back like what percentage of your online persona is how you are in real life? And it was like 99%. Like, you know, we, we really, both you and I both go out of our way to, you know, be as authentic as, as you can possibly be on here. And, you know, like when you get a post or even a thread where we're trying to like teach lessons or whatever, it's like, these are things that's coming from life experience. These are not like just made up theoretical bullshit that, you know, you're going to get from the, you know, the 22 year old life coaches out there, like this is real shit that we've either done or had to go through or had to learn from, you know, and all those types of things. And I mean, realistically, I think, um, if people just took the time to commit to a certain standard of honesty, uh, you know, it would be great for marriage. I mean, cause it's not, like I said, this is a marriage topic, but Um, But for all aspects of your life, whether it's your job, whether it's your friendships, I mean, whatever it is, like, if you were just as crazy as it sounds, if you're just fucking honest about things, like, it would make a world of difference.
0: Yeah, yeah, just, again, like I said, I just, I can't even fathom being inauthentic and just, like, my memory is so shot in general from the... (laughs) The years of substance abuse that i couldn't even pretend to lie about stuff like i would just get caught in that almost immediately so like yeah absolutely i'm like forced to be authentic even though i mean that's just my character in general but it's it's funny to think about like i just i literally can't lie about it because i'll forget that i lied about it and then (laughs) you'll catch me in it so it's just a million times easier for me to just tell you the truth
1: absolutely for sure um yeah i i yeah there's it's um it's always you know it's a good sign as a parent whenever your kids start calling you out on stuff like if they think that you're like even just like joking around or something and like my boys of course they're old enough now that and they're 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 somewhat of a smart ass like their father is and so it's like you know it's like dad come on tell us the truth like stop messing around like remember you told us your word is your bond it's like all right well damn it you know what i fucking do tell you that all the time so all right this is what the truth is this is what we're doing so that's like a proud dad moment whenever they're like you know they're getting the lesson as well
0: yeah and it just it just shortens the conflict resolution time as well because i mean if we're just sitting here kind of both lying to each other even lying by omissions, Like, it just delays the fucking agony of whatever the conflict is when we can just rip the fucking Band-Aid off and just deal with our issues in the moment. Uh might not be the solution, but at least we know what the fucking problem is, and we can just, like I said, just rip the Band-Aid off and get on with our lives and get back to the enjoyable parts.
1: It's It's like the running stereotype, right? Like, oh, um what's the matter? Nothing. And then five <laughs> seconds later, five seconds later, you know, like one or one spouse or the other, they're pissed and they're going off. It's like, well, I thought you said there was nothing wrong. Well, uh, there was. And it's like, well, you know, we could have fucking solved this if you would have just said that from the beginning, you know? Yeah. Um, I don't
0: to waste the whole vacation being a bitch cause you had something wrong. You could have just told me.
1: <laughs> right. Exactly. Exactly. And I mean, it just, it just, it's so, again, I just always think about like, it's, it's so simple and easy, but yet it's, it gets so difficult. I mean, and, and people just really struggle with it. Um, but you know, I guess that's part of our mission here is to, um, you know, just rid the world of lies. <laughs> <I> mean, like, <laughs> if only it was that simple, if only it was that as easy as just rid the world of lies, you know, like, wouldn't that be a crazy idea?
0: Yeah. <laughs> it's a revolutionary idea
1: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure
0: well, um, well screen pulled up here shiver king what's up brother how you doing up there in the great white north um i I don't know if you're gonna chime in but appreciate you joining us ryan obviously the og with the group appreciate you joining us and- yeah listening to us bullshit about lies and (laughs) how (laughs) awesome our relationships are, apparently.
1: (laughs) Right. I was literally just going to say, like, I don't know if anybody had anything they wanted to add or anything like that, but um, we always try to open it up, so if anybody did want to mention anything, I know we're getting close to kind of shutting this down, so if anybody wanted to add anything before we did, then obviously feel free to.
0: don just joined what's up brother perfect timing don we're just about to shut down (laughs) (laughs) yeah but yeah we definitely uh i mean i'm i like this topic and just like i said i kind of feel like i just have a really great relationship with my wife and i just wish that for everyone just and it's, it's really as simple as radical transparency, great communication, honesty, it's nothing fucking groundbreaking here, boys. But yet somehow so much of society is missing it. And it's just, again, it's mind boggling. People need to get comfortable with that discomfort, I guess.
1: I think everybody's looking for magic solutions and they're, they become so smart that they forget that it's like a lot of times the simplest things are the best options.
0: Yeah. But yeah, I guess we can go ahead and wrap it on up then.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, just really quickly, like, obviously I know like Ryan knows this cause he's on every week, but we do host these every Tuesday night um, at 8 PM Eastern, at least for the time being for right now. Um, we, we, briefly discussed earlier possibly looking at different times but for right now they're every tuesday at 8 p.m so if you guys are ever able to hop back on again feel free to it's not always the same topic but um usually something related to marriage fatherhood fitness all of that kind of like encompassed into one
0: yeah and we keep it like a fucking campfire chat so we give everyone speaking rights. so um Obviously, feel free to unmute yourself and jump in. And call us out on our bullshit. Everyone learns something here, and that's that's the whole the whole deal with it. Just growing stronger, men. That's that's what it comes down to. Absolutely. Right on, man. Well, uh, I I think everyone knows about all of our stuff, but I will uh, feel free and uh, drop some information we got. Every Tuesday we drop a more of a deep dive in our newsletter about the actual space topic for the evening. And uh we got uh, our book. I think Don's actually picked up a copy so thank you Don. We'll have a we'll have our new updated version here soon. Typically yeah, we really try to release it uh, in the newest version every Friday but the past couple of weeks something's come up but we haven't been slacking on the writing anyway so we'll get a No,
1: we're all it's almost up to 200 pages now so yeah we're closing in
0: and then obviously in uh, in July we're doing the, the first dad fit dynasty men's retreat on the beautiful Catskills up in upstate New York. We're just going to be doing manly shit. That's my favorite way to pitch it. We're going to be grilling, hanging on the woods, climbing mountains i'm looking into getting some fly fishing going because i've always wanted to do that and i know jake's a big fisherman so it seems like it would be a good time but anyways uh yeah all of those links are in both of our bios so feel free to check them out and just uh stay tuned because 2024 is going to be awesome for the dynasty and uh Appreciate you guys coming on. Like Jake said, we do these every Tuesday at 8 Eastern because Eastern is the best, and I don't care about the West Coast. So, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, yeah, appreciate you guys. Catch you later.
1: Absolutely. Thanks, guys.